In the beginning, there was Bitcoin, one chain to rule them all, until more chains started popping up. Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Solana, Cardano, just to name a few. We see a future where cross-chain interoperability is a regular thing. And we're not alone. Sergey Gorbanov was on the founding team at Algorand and today is the co-founder of Axelar, a decentralized network and tools that connect users, assets, and dApps across multiple blockchain ecosystems. So like the pretenders, we're back on the chain gang. Ooh, ah. For episode number 550 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious, and uh, those who are crypto sports ballists, because as we're recording this, it is uh, Sunday, sports ball day. Travis has some game on in the background, and we're having to record now because the Chiefs are playing tonight. That's true. That is true news. And folks, this is episode number 550. Like, that seems to be a momentous episode number to me. It just seems like a couple of fives there and a zero. Anytime you hit the 50 of one, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's milestone-ish. My, it's not big milestone, but it's like milestone-ish. What did we do for 500? Because we were going to have John McAfee on, but then he was in jail, and then unfortunately yeah. he passed away. Uh, and John McAfee did not kill himself. That's true. Just, just going to go with that. Uh, you know, at some point when it is tasteful to do so, uh, we would love to invite Janice on the show. It is not. It's too soon and not yet tasteful to do so but uh, in the future would love to speak with her and get her thoughts on all of that mm-hmm. i tell you what i got this new thing for my standing desk joel it is a um it's it's like a balance board deal and uh i got it with this company called uh i think stance or Flu- fluid or fluid stance or something like that and uh i got a nice little um uh, place that a metal thing that i can write on and then i was like you know what i'm gonna get this i think it's fluid stance or whatever but it's this nice little almost like skateboard type of thing and it's like rounded on the bottom so you stand on it and gives you good balance and it like practices you know like strengthens your core so if you guys see me dancing around over here that's why i'm not you're like surfing you're like whoa he's dancing invisible music it looks like it's like i'm kind of like so uh, what do we got here? Oh, we've got our, uh, a sponsor, Matrixport. If you want to earn more on your crypto, look no further. You could stop right here at Matrixport. When you invest your digital assets with their one-stop financial platform app, you can choose from dozens of innovative investment products. Earn, save, trade, invest in one place. Learn how easy it is to earn 30% annualized yields on your usdc don't let the app today badco.in forward slash matrix port thanks to matrix port for sponsoring this show and do go download their app uh, you know i download all the apps i try everything now it's like oh what's this wallet what's that wall what's this tool and i just uh, i and i still can't keep up and be informed about everything it's hard to know everything joel but you're pretty close you almost got it all You know, here's what's really funny about knowledge. Okay, when you think of all of the knowledge in the universe, everything that can be known, if you were to take this, the biggest canvas you could possibly make, right, and draw a a circle on there for how much of all the knowledge contained in your brain, there's nobody that could make 
a, a circle, let alone a dot that would be visible, right? That's, that's how much we don't know Jack. There's not a person on the face of the earth that in the realm of all knowledge could even make something that could be seen to on that canvas to represent all knowledge, their knowledge is a little vague. I think like important knowledge. No, right? everything that can be known, all well, the everything truth. that can be known. There's people putting up stupid TikToks every day. Like I don't want to. I don't have to know that shit. There's so much shitty content being created. It's that's not factual day. knowledge. That's just content. I'm talking about truths of the the universe right right well i'm ready you know what just you know know, i'm ready to download it in and it looks like my football game just turned on automatically by itself oh nice say some words while i go well i'll tell you what while he does that let's go to this interview with sergey gorbanov of axelar and learn all about cross-chain communication Cross-chain interoperability, that's a whole lot of syllables and a lot of words, basically meaning things work across chains. Only the problem right now is that they don't. However, we know those solutions are coming. We've been talking about those solutions coming, and guess what? Those solutions are arriving. And one such project that I ran across last week is called Axelar Network, A-X-E-L-A-R.network empowering dap builders and blockchain ecosystems unlocking cross-chain communication so chains can talk to one another exactly what we need and with us today to talk about all of this good stuff is the co-founder and ceo of xlr sergey gobernov welcome to the show good sir hey guys great to be here thanks for inviting me yeah, man, uh, you're uh, you're you're going for the gusto here. This is um, a, a big move and one that is so needed in the blockchain space. And we want to discover what you're doing at Axelar, but maybe give us a little background and set us up for why you're the guy to build this platform. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my background is in uh, distributed systems and uh, cryptography. I've worked on uh, many protocols kind of over the years from software defined networking to um, building various cryptographic schemes, uh, systems and protocols. So spent some time at grad school at MIT doing PhD designing various um, cryptography primitives. And then by the end of it, got into the blockchain space. So that was around uh, 2014, 2015, started to collaborate with um, Silver McCallie and some, some other folks on the a uh, project that ended up being the Algorand blockchain. So kind of helped to build that out uh, with a team. And um, kind of after launching it, you know, we saw the next uh, big problem that was arriving for the ecosystem, especially around this interoperability and uh, started the Axel Network to uh, work on this. So I'm looking at your website, <clears throat> axelar.network, A-X-E-L-A-R dot network and basically you're saying you can plug in your blockchain to other blockchain ecosystems like how how does that even work yeah so on the high level this was one of the kind of core design principles that we wanted to um kind of adhere to from the day one and the the idea is that you know you see some interoperability protocols that require pretty heavy engineering to be able to talk to one another right and that's primarily because the way they work is that they take um, you know, consensus mechanism and they uh, put it in this light client form and they try to parse these light clients from one blockchain to another, right? So it's a very heavy protocol that requires 
all this complicated interaction between the chains. Um, and our approach was to kind of develop what we call as a uh, kind of universal gateways on each chain, which are nothing more than smart contracts, right? So you can think of them as kind of very simple smart contracts that don't have any complicated uh, state dependency on the consensus mechanisms or any, anything technical related to that blockchain. And so those get deployed to arbitrary blockchains. And then between them, we have a, an accelerator network, which is then, a, you can think of it as an overlay network across different blockchain that's responsible for routing the information, deliver it from one chain to another, and then executing various like read and write requests to these gateway contracts. So while I'm sure there's a ton of practical applications for this, for blockchain, I'm particularly interested in the NFT space because, yes. you know, we've got NFTs coming out on Ethereum, on Tezos, on Wax, on EOS. And, you know, we've foreseen a day where you'll just be able to move one from a chain to another. And is that part of what's in the, uh, the vision here for what this platform can do? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, NFTs is just uh, one use case or one application. And I think when we talk about NFTs, like our vision is not just be able to move them. I think our vision is to enable interaction of these NFTs with applications across different blockchains, right? So imagine, let's say you have, you know, an NFT on, uh, you know, one blockchain, but you saw an excited new application, let's say on Solana or Flow, whatever that ends up being. And then you want to take your NFT and stake it, right? Or earn interest rate on it, or lend or borrow, right? How can you do this without actually explicitly moving the NFT, right? Like you, you just want to see an interesting application, go and interact with it, no matter where your NFT resides. And that's what we want to get to, right? Where kind of we have all these different ecosystems. And then as a user having an asset and that if you see an interesting application, you just can go and use it without using you know, bridging technology without understanding how to go from A to B and C and so on and so forth. That's all I think has to be abstracted away. Let me do a follow-up to that because, you know, with NFTs, you have verified collections on different chains yeah. and there's all kinds of fraud, right? There's always scammers making duplicate collections, people being taken. I've, I've been taken, you know, for a fake yeah. collection before and I've learned really to pay attention now. So how would somebody create a, um, uh, the ability to move an NFT from one chain to another, if let's say there's not a verified collection on the other chain? Yeah, no, so, so, so it's a great question. I think that's where kind of having interoperability protocols that are just as decentralized as the original platform that these NFTs will create it on or that they're moving to is so important, right? Like you said, you know, you do have to, um, every time somebody claims that this is an NFT, you're going to have to go and pretty much you know, trace it in some sense, right? All the way back to the source. And so if you have a source chain that's decentralized and if you have you know, a destination chain that's decentralized, so any interoperability also has to be decentralized so that you, know, you can say, okay, this item you know, came, here's a sequence of transactions, how it went from chain A to chain B to chain C and so on and so forth. And I can link it to the um, source, you know, a silo blockchain is pretty good at this, right? Like we can verify things, uh, assuming there is the right tooling, the right interfaces, right? Like, but the, the data is there. Um, and so we have to get like to the same point with any kind of cross-chain solution. And that's why having something decentralized is important. 
That was uh, that was my question too about that because you know there's you see a lot of stuff and, and it's like you need to have that providence be, behind those NFTs, right? And so yeah. if things like if I take my NFT from Ethereum, move it to Solana, move it to Wax, move it back to Flow, and then move it back to Ethereum, like how are they even going to know that that's an original one, right? It's it, it, and reconnect it somehow. So is there is there something like you know with those original? with those original collections that are verified collections to reconnect those, or you're just kind of, you're just kind of like, cause you, you said something, this, you said something that you're going to actually be able to take your NFT, but then use it over here, but then keep it here. Right. Is that what you're saying? So if it's on Ethereum, you're going to keep it on Ethereum, but you're just going to be, are you creating a duplicate mirrored version on this other chain or how, how exactly is that panning out? Yeah, you can think of it as uh, kind of all these assets are being sort of locked and unlocked, right? So what, what is an asset on the chain? It's just, you know, a sequence of, of data, right? And we have a certain API calls that allows us to manipulate the data, right? Like you can send it, you can kind of call a smart contract with it and so on and so forth. And so uh, as we're talking about cross-chain, like we inher we're inherently talking about taking this data and somehow you know, replicating it somewhere else, but if you're replicating, you do have to make sure, you know, it's somehow locked correctly at uh, any other, you know, place where it could reside, right? So, um, you know, if we're talking about moving it from chain A to chain B, it does have to be sort of locked on a source chain. A an equivalent representation of it kind of has to be unlocked on a destination chain, and then like you can go and, and use it and interact with it. The ability to unlock it and lock it and prove that, hey, it's like we're temporarily closed. It's locked here, but you can still utilize it in other places. That that makes sense. I think our our listeners will will be able to to understand that. So, Sir Lord Travis, just to, to correct terminology, Providence is the capital of Rhode Island, and also means divine guidance. Provenance is uh, is the ownership and custody, uh, the record of who owns what. Providence and is. Providence incidents, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what that I meant is. to say. I'm a providence incidents. <laughs> providence incidents. This is why we're bad. So, Sergey, what is the what's the business model for you guys? There's not. I don't see a token related to Axelar, and I'm trying. I don't see pricing. It's decentralized. So, what what's the business model here? Yeah. So. Axelor Network itself is a you know proof of stake decentralized network, so there uh, you know maybe a token behind it that will kind of be responsible for the security and governance of the network itself. Our long-term kind of a goal and the vision is to really recognize that interoperability and multi-chain ecosystem is really not about a single protocol; it's about Kind of a set of solutions and a set of various tools that has to be built, right? And one of them that you guys just brought up is like, you know, you move assets from chain A to a chain B, like, how do you verify that, you know, the source uh, that um, you see on the asset, it actually came from the right, uh, from the right source and so on and so forth. And so we, we do think there is going to be an array of uh, both protocols as well as other solutions that will have to be built to, to really enable uh, kind of a verifiable and uh, authentic and secure um, multi-chain um, ecosystem. And so right now we're work working on the initial network, uh, the Axel network and the rollout of that. Um, but there's all kinds of other protocols on the application level that uh, we're working on various uh, kind of monitoring tools, various uh, developer tools as well in SDKs. And so I think, you know, um, there's going to be quite a lot of opportunities. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm reading that you guys, uh, there's a lot of the founding team members of Algorand involved in this project. Is, is there some of the original founders with Algorand still at Algorand or did y'all just peace out and move on over to Axelar? I mean, uh, so it's me and Jurgis, uh, my co-founder that uh, will work together at Algorand. And uh, prior to that, we went to grad school uh, at MIT. Uh, I mean, I don't know kind of how many people are, um, you know, working on other projects right now, but uh, it's kind of a two of us that saw this problem that we became really passionate about and started to focus on it. So, so people are going to be interested. Is Algorand a dead project or is it still working on its own? I mean, Algorand is working, right? It is a blockchain. I think they have, uh, you know, applications. They have uh, uh, various uh, kind of use cases that they're targeting. So, uh, you know, folks can can follow that. All right. So there's still a development team over there working on Algorand. You guys just wanted to work on another problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's quite a lot of folks, right, around the, the Algorand ecosystem. It's still a pretty big uh, company and kind of a flourishing with uh, various use cases. Mm. Most excellent. Well, we appreciate the info. Is there anything else that you would like to share about Axelar that we haven't thought about asking you? Great question. Well, um, you know, I mean, we can talk about use cases. We can talk about uh, the network itself. We can talk about uh, kind of the let, security. Let, let's go down the use case because I want to keep it on a high level. I don't want it to be too technical, but uh, is, yeah. has anything been built yet or are you aware of projects that are being built now that you can share? Yeah, so um, right now we are actually working um, on some of the applications uh, in the house uh, to roll out with the mainnet of the network. And so the simplest applications I think that everybody is waited for are solutions that will allow you to move your assets, right? Uh, in a decentralized way from one platform to another. Um, you know, you can imagine Bitcoin, you can imagine uh, Ethereum, you can imagine other uh, assets that you have. You wanna move it to a different chain and use it in decentralized applications there. Um, so that's uh, kind of a, some of the initial use cases that we're going to focus on. I think NFTs are, um, as you pointed out, becoming more and more relevant. So we're looking into kind of rolling out uh, some solutions around that as well. Very good. I think you guys are doing some interesting stuff over there. And, you know, the, the fact that you can make things cross chain is, is more and more prevalent. It's needed. It is something that is completely relevant right now. And I know Joel asked about this, but I don't know that I fully heard the answer. <clears throat> Are you guys going to have an Axelar token down the road? Yeah, so Axelar Network itself is a uh, you know proof of stake network, right? So and it works in the model uh, similar to other like delegated proof of stake models. So you have token holders. Um, token holders need to elect a set of uh, validators, right? And the validators are running the um, Axelar cross-chain protocol. So they're executing various messages, sending back uh, to each other, kind of finalizing requests on mm -hmm. different chains. And, uh, you know, there is a various kind of incentive and flashing mechanisms uh, around the token and around the validators to, to make sure the security of the network. Are you guys going to do like a token raise or like a private sale or what, when is the token going to be available? Um, I mean, I think the token will be available around the mainnet launch, uh, right? I think uh, kind of currently we're still in development and right now focused on the on the technology itself. Very nice. Well, let us know so we can let our folks know that 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 idea, are you going to do an IDO or a private sale or do you know yet? No details yet, I think. We'll, okay. we'll no details yet, folks, but key, I mean, here you go. If you've paid attention to what Algorand did, they they blew up rather nicely. And so here's the founding team moving on to another project, Axelar, and keep an eye on it because it would seem to me that if you've done it once, 
chances are doing it twice will mean it's even better the second time around. So not financial advice, but just something to be aware of down the road, folks. Mm, they're doing an ID we don't know. That's oh. good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sergey, thanks for coming on today. XLR Network is the place to go. And uh, if we hear any updates, uh, Sergey will let us know. We'll pass the information to you guys. That sounds great. There will come a time, Sir Lord Travis, where we won't be this chain, that chain. It's just all going to be interoperable. And that goes for NFTs, too, that, you know, it's we're not too far off from your NFT on Ethereum being on Binance or being on Flow or being on Wax or being on Cardano or wherever it is that you want it. Well, when you can swap easily, I mean, the way that the, the way that things go now, being able to swap stuff from, you know, like... I think there's like levels to learning crypto. It's like you get, it's like you first get started. You're like, okay, I got Coinbase down. I got a little Bitcoin. I got a little Ethereum. And then you go, and then once you get your MetaMask, that's like kind of like your next level of crypto. And then once you get that and you're like, oh, wait, now I got to figure out this Uniswap thing and I can swap these tokens to something else. And then you're like, whoa, now I got, wait a second. Now on my MetaMask, I can add other chains to my MetaMask. Oh, I'm going to add the, Binance Smart Chain. Oh, now I can go use Pancake Swap. Mm -hmm. Oh, now it's like, and then you start using all these other swaps, and you get in the Solana ecosystem. You start doing the Radium Swap, and there's these other ones that are popping up, and it's like, wow, you know, it's like really is like it's like you start leveling up your your shitcoin game over time, and uh, eventually, it seems like there'll probably be some interfaces to allow you to swap them all. Swap, you swap, and you don't stop. There's a wrap in there somewhere. I don't. It, it sounds like my dog is tearing up some things. Like, he's, he's shaking up some. He's got this big. She's got this big squirrel thing, and it's. Uh, well, here's a little bit of news from the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, Sir Lord Travis. We now yeah. have an official merch store, merch, like for please. people that people that want original bad crypto merchandise, clothing,s mugs, pins, shirts, all of that type of stuff. Uh, we have partnered with BTC Wardrobe. Dot com and uh, you can go directly to btcwardrobe.com forward slash bcp to get your bad crypto podcast merchandise officially licensed merchandise it's the real deal yo that is true yeah it's it's um we were doing some stuff with nftshirts.co and uh, he reached out and said hey i'd love to manage that for you and it's like okay that sounds good let's do a little partnership thing and and uh, they've created a, a, a few different cool new like stay bad shirts and some other stuff. And some of the other designs that we had already created, like I get a lot of compliments on my Ethereum word shirt. I want to wear it. It's a gray shirt and then it has it in black. And so it ends up looking, it's kind of a faded thing. So it looks pretty cool. People come and see it and go, dude, I like your Ethereum shirt. If they know what it is, like I'll wear it at conferences and stuff. So look, if you look, like Ethereum's, you look can... at this. There's a, there's a coffee mug, and on one side it says the Bad Crypto Podcast, Lord Travis Wright of NFTs with Badco.in, and the other side it says Sir Doctor Sir Lord Joel Com. Wow, <laughs> nice. And it, his little cursor is a Bitcoin, and it looks like when you go to the site, there's a coupon that pops up for fifteen percent off as well. So, and there, there's a young lady holding a Bad Coin mug. So you Bad Coin fans, I haven't even seen all this merch yet. 
And apparently, let's see what's in the, uh, I'm just looking here in the screen. The Stay Bad shirt is very cool. Um, there's one in white, one in red. There's uh, one with the QR code. There's your Ethereum one. There's Bitcoin Bro and a Sooth and Say or a Bad Coin, um, a Genesis shirt. And we accept Bad Coin here. Ha! This is great. I went down the crypto rabbit hole with the Bad Crypto Podcast. These are fun. So, uh, oh, this one's cool too. Look at this. Uh, I am a proud citizen of bad cryptopia. There you go. Crypto loving nation. In a crypto loving nation. Bad crypto. Oh, there this you is go. Cool. Look at that. Travis and Joel stay bad. I like that one. I yeah. want actually I'd like to have that shirt. That shirt's cute. Well, you can order one. It's unisex. That means it's you can cute, identify. Joel. Oh, and look at the other one. Look at how cute the other one is. You can identify sunglasses. as whatever you want and get this T-shirt, Travis. So I don't know That's what you're awesome. identifying as today, but it's unisex. Very cool. Yeah. Shout out to the team over there at BTC Wardrobe for partnering and putting that together. We appreciate you. Yeah. So um, it's a little shorter show today, gang. And I just thought maybe we'd take a few minutes here to reflect. Let's reflect on where we've been and where are we going? Travis, where you been? You know what? I've been, I moved. Yeah. I was in Kansas city for many years of my life. And then now I'm in Puerto Rico. So that was a big move. It's been a lot of stuff happened in these four years since we, we started bad crypto and we've done a lot of interviews with some amazing people. We put on a conference. We've minted over a million NFTs. Like, it's just been a crazy rabbit hole that we've gone. We see no slowing down of crypto. The proliferation of crypto just keeps growing. Mm, it continues proliferating. The proliferation of it all is just proliferative. <sighs> Proliferationing things going to proliferate. <laughs> mm -hmm, that's what they say. Well, we're, we're going to keep I think Mark it. Twain said that. Because <laughs> he was on the Internet. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, that was that was Abraham Lincoln. He said, don't trust everything you read on the Internet. Dude, I, you know what podcasts I've been listening to regularly now? I've been listening to the Babylon Bees podcast. Those guys ah. are so funny. You know, first of all, they write. I bet, that is, I bet that is funny. I didn't even know they had a podcast. Yeah, they write stuff that's better than The Onion now. Like they have surpassed The Onion in terms of their humor and cleverness. Um, but they do a show where they talk about the the big headlines from the week and they joke around and they've got, you know, a few people in the studio with them. So other people are cracking up as they're talking. I'm like, I listen to them and I think, man, I wish we were that funny. We're, we're like not quite as funny as them. You know what? I think we're pretty funny. I think if we were in a, uh, a set environment with you and me sitting there cracking jokes and then other people around listening, like, like that would be good. So maybe in the future, we'll, uh, we'll have a studio that we do some work out of together. I mean, we're on the same little... damn Island now. I mean, it's, it was kind of the point of us getting here. It was like, Hey, maybe we could do media in the same room. Well, actually it wasn't the point. The point in getting here was to take advantage of the, you know, delicious... the point was the point was whatever you say it is. <laughs> whatever Joel says is the real point. So people are writing us about Puerto Rico and uh, they want to know, you know, hey, I think I'll join you there soon. These these tax benefits seem amazing. And for those of you that don't know, these are these are legal, not loopholes. They're just they're the law. There's something here called Act 60, which used to be um, two different acts, Act 20 and Act 22. So they took a two act play and they made it into a one act play, added the numbers and got a different number. I don't know what it means. But what it means is the two parts of Act 60 are uh, the investor portion and the export services portion. Uh, the export services portion is if the business that you operate, 
which I do, um, exports services off the island, right? I can't open up a restaurant here and, and get this um, X60 uh, export services, but because what we do goes elsewhere in the world, and that includes the podcast and other content that we create, the NFTs, consulting, all of that, then all you pay is 4% tax to the island. Mm, sounds good, right? It gets better, especially if you're getting crypto gains, because the investor portion of it, when you jump through a few hoops, fill out some paperwork and live on the island full time, at least six months of the year, at least, and uh, donate a little money to some of the charities here and be compliant with all that, you essentially pay uh, a much lower capital gain tax. It's not 20%. It's not 15%. Is it 10%, Travis? It is not 10%. It is not 5%. I think it's less. I think it's less than that. It's even maybe less than that. Is that it's, how low can we go? How about 0%? What? No capital gains tax. Is that because no representation of yeah. Congress in yeah. Puerto Rico? So no taxation because no representation. No taxation without representation. The, uh, the, the Puerto Rican representatives in Congress don't actually have votes. And so the only thing that we give up here is uh, the ability we can vote in the presidential primaries, but not in the actual presidential election. But guess what? You can't vote in the election either, <laughs> no matter where right. you are. Yeah, so, they got that. They got that shit on lockdown now. All I gotta yeah. do is just flip a couple switches, and nobody seems to call them on their bullshit. So they're good. They're like yep. they don't seem to be too concerned. You're just a conspiracy theorist. Man, I tell you what, I've been a conspiracy realist for about twenty something years, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I, and I tell you what, if my batting average on conspiracies was a was I was a baseball player with my batting average, dude, I I'm batting in like the seven hundreds. So it's like, I mean. <laughs> I'd be Hall of Famer, like double Hall of Famer. You don't have you don't have to see numbers like this. There's That's a lot of people. It's like when you're when you're conspiracy theory buddies, I have a better record than than mainstream news. Like and you're like, okay, yeah. like I'm talking 20 years. Like I know, man. Me too. I'm gonna be fact checking you. I know, fact checking the shit. And get the fact um, checker to check the fact checkers. Uh, hey, whether you believe us or not, we don't care. Uh, we're here to uh, to talk crypto, blockchain, and whatever else we want to talk about. In fact, we have bounced the idea around of just doing a different show. And we've asked, you know, some people have been like, hell yeah, I'd listen to that, where it's just us talking about stuff. But you're getting ready to fire up your new podcast. You want to talk about that mm-hmm. for a minute? Yeah. Um, so there is a group of people out there in the world who do epic shit. Who? Right? Listen. Who does that? Like, you know, different like athletes and musicians and I've seen your dog entrepreneurs and scientists and shit. Your dog takes epic shits. I've seen that. My dog. (laughs) Yeah. Tukey took a dookie on my rug. Tukey Um, is is 20 pounds, but she poops 15 pound shits. It's like they're huge. I just we watched her for 10 days while Travis was gone. And she this dog, you give her a bowl of food and she's like, and it's gone in, in seconds. So are you saying are you saying that my show is about taking epic shits? <laughs> I don't know. Is it <laughs> could be He's like speaking of epic shits? Travis dog takes an epic shit. <laughs> your um, show is, like- has nothing to do with your dog poop. <laughs> Does it? I don't think so. It has nothing to do. It has more so to do with like really interesting people, not just crypto people that are doing stuff in all walks of life. And uh, it is called the Epic Shit Show. 
and uh, it will be launching soon. Actually, going to be on, uh, going to be doing some stuff. Going to be doing some cool things around NFTs. With each guest is going to have a cool NFT that we're calling Bad Bits, and uh, we're going to have a fun little thing with some Travis and Joel Bad Bit coming up here shortly as well for those who pay attention to the show and uh, hear hear the you know because you get to the end of the show that's where some of the goodies are. So if you haven't got it this far, is anybody going to hear about this? This is just bad. Bad to the bits. You're a bad bitch, Joel. You're all bad. And all that's required for you to continue listening to the show is for you to stay. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. You a bad bitch. You, you can listen even if you're not bad. It's okay. You, you're such a bad bitch. I mean, we'll take your listen. It's fine. Who's the baddest? It's Joel. He's a bad bitch. <laughs>